This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is episode 21 with Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V. And the show is Hustle On Purpose. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to On Purpose. My name's Justin Barclay, reformed radio shock jock turned inspiration junkie. Each week, we bring you extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes living their daily lives, turning pain into purpose, finding opportunity in the obstacles, and transforming tragedy into triumph. What separates them from the others? How do they stand out above the crowd? We dissect their process and uncover their powerful secrets, the keys to living life on purpose. Hey, listen, I got something special for you. Hang tight, because at the end of this interview, I'm going to tell you how you can win a signed autographed copy of the book, Ask Gary V. Um, Yeah, it's a really cool uh, opportunity. Actually, I had a chance to meet Gary uh, back in April and get this book signed. And as he asked me who I wanted to make it out to... Or who he should make it out to. I just said, just sign it. I want to give this away to somebody special. Somebody who's really going to love this book. And it's a great signature. I'm looking at it right now. I can feel he's a hard signer. I can feel the the imprint on this, on these pages. Um, So if you want to win a copy of this book, hang tight to the end of this episode, because I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. This is for you all a part of the community we're building here. Today's guest is impressive, to say the least. Look, I can read you the the bio off of Amazon here that talks about how Gary Vaynerchuk grew his business, a family wine business, from $3 million to $60 million, that's Wine Library, in just five years. Now he runs VaynerMedia, this magical, huge, crazy digital uh, media uh, agency in in New York. He is a business builder. He's an investor, investing in companies like Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Uber, all that stuff. Like I can go into the details, right? To tell you about how he makes these motivational videos online. And if you've seen them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you ought to go look them up. I can tell you that he's been named to both Fortune and Crane's 40 under 40 list. But really the the, the best way to explain Gary is... Not only a great businessman, but a good human being. And that's what we're going to tap into today. In the interview, you're going to hear Gary <laughs> riding in a car, basically on the way between appointments, carving out some time, a little slot to spend some time with us today, to answer some questions, to talk about living life in a different way. And hopefully we can get, I think, a different glimpse of Gary than what you're used to. How does he deal with some of the things in business and in life? How does he come to those approaches 
Um, how does he use a North, basically a North star to make every decision in his life and his business and make them flawlessly? How can you do the same too? All of that. I'm excited. Look, I'd be lying if I wouldn't tell you that I'm not stoked. I'm not pumped for this episode. I clearly am. Uh, I love Gary. He's made quite an impact online than in the last few years, but he's not really an overnight success. Turns out he's been grinding behind the scenes for years. And we'll talk about that. I'm going to ask a few key questions and find out more about this word hustle. You know, he's got a lot of criticism uh, for using that word. Some people just don't get it. We're trying to strip away all of that, get down to the core and the bottom of it to understand what hustle really means. Are you working 24 seven or is it okay to take breaks? Is it okay to like just sit back and live or be, or are you wrong if you're not grinding all of the time? And does the guy even sleep? We'll get down to the bottom of all of that. Plus, give you some key takeaways that you can use in your life and business starting today. Hear Gary Vaynerchuk in a way that you've never heard him before. I'm pretty proud of that. That's all coming up. But first, I just want to say thanks to some folks who have left some amazing five-star ratings and reviews on the iTunes store with on purpose, just go to justinbarclaycom slash podcast. And you can help us actually climb to the top of the iTunes list and, and get noticed, get seen. We want to get this show out in, in the earballs of as many people as possible to use a term that uh, past guest Michael O'Neill has used. Anyway, this is a great review. It's a shock shock goes good for sure. No more obstacles. Five stars. Honestly, I was skeptical. When I read the details on this podcast, but so many of my friends love it. So I gave it a shot. This guy is awesome. Thank you in all caps, Justin, for your hard work and your dedication to inspiring others. Seriously. Great stuff. Dude, that is such an amazing um, review. And I, I really do appreciate it. By the way, if you'd love to leave your name, your website, blog, or podcast name as well in your review. I'd love to give you some credit and help, um, you know, help other people discover all the amazing things you're doing. Cause we're building a great community here. That's what this is all about. Now on to the show. Let me just say this first though. When I talked to Gary just a week ago, there were some major things happening in our country and a lot of it, revolves around the conversation happening on social media. So I'm extremely grateful to be able to talk to him at a time when I, I think what he does matters even more, what we all do online and on social media. And how are those implications going to really echo throughout history? Gary talks about that, and I'll just pick it up right from our conversation in a very concentrated focus few minutes that Gary was able to spend with us. You're going to hear some really cool stuff, but he fires right from the start. And we'll do that next. This is On Purpose on, purpose. on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. 
okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, dude, you know, I mean, I got a lot of things that I want to talk to you about. Obviously, you know, we can talk about the book. We can talk about a lot of different social media, all these great things that we're involved in. But, man, you know, I got to just tell you, when we're recording this today, my heart's really heavy today. I'm I I just feel heartbroken with um, what's been in the news lately in the last couple of days. I know you're sensitive to this kind of stuff, too, and I just... I, I feel like if if we don't start there, I, I, you know, I just don't feel like it's right. So let's take some time to talk about, um, you know, the, the, the police shootings that we've had the last couple of days. And then yesterday, uh, the, the 12 officers that were shot in, in Dallas, um, five killed, two citizens um, shot, too. And um, especially the role. I mean, we look at the role of social media with this this crazy live stream Facebook video that that came out yesterday with this this uh, this woman who's riding in the car with her boyfriend and uh, and he and he shot she gets the all of the aftermath all of this is is streamed live on Facebook. Um, let's just start, let's start there, man. I mean, as a as a yeah, human, as I a mean, human, you know. I mean, look, I think you know, seven eight years ago, I started conversating around everybody's going to live on the record. Yeah. The world is going to change media. Media is what dictators take over yeah. first because it's the most powerful impact on humans. Um, the media landscape has changed forever. It's no longer curated by three or four individuals, um, you know, on three networks. The Internet has changed our society forever. Uh, and we're feeling the impacts of that. And and I think either you're an optimist or you're not on these issues, which is um it's very difficult what's going on, um, but I'm surprised how much my brain goes in a positive direction. Meaning, mm-hmm. there's nothing that's happened with the with the you know with. I mean, listen, racism and how it affects us in this country. There's nothing good about um, people jumping the gun and killing people because they look different than them. There's nothing good about the assassination of cops and what cop, you know, the misbranding of cops or the, or the proper branding of it. Like this is, these are very intense issues and there's no blanket statements. They're on individual basis. There's enormous amounts of uh, individuals that are racist or, or have hate in their heart. And there's luckily so many more people that don't. And so the, the thing that I would say is, you know, the more people can understand and have empathy for others in the world, the quicker we can get to a place. And I, and not just be understanding and empathetic, but actually change their behavior. Once they start understanding it, the quicker we'll be into a place where we can unite on one singular front. That is, that is ambition uh, that I think most practical people realize may not be solvable, has never been solvable, unfortunately. But I do think as the media landscape changes, um, it will form a new world. And, and I think it's underway. And, uh, you know, call me an optimist, but I think um, as much as a lot of people feel like it's tearing us apart, 
these technologies uh, or the things that are happening in the presidential election or the things that we felt over the last two days, I, uh, I think it's a one step backwards, two steps forward scenario. Mm-hmm. If I could take it to a macro level, that doesn't help any of the loved ones that are that lives have been devastated forever uh, yesterday and today. And, you know, it's just you know, I think all of us individually choose to um, to either look on bright sides or downsides. And we have good days and bad days. These are very complicated issues. But, yes, they are absolutely tied into how I think about communication changing in the world. And um, and that and I think that's what we're living through. So you, you specifically mentioned empathy there. And, and uh, did you see the, the live stream video that the that the girlfriend shot um, lavish Reynolds. Uh, so I, uh, I did, but I didn't in a very uh, specific way, meaning I was running around yesterday, quite busy yeah. on the way, on the way out to a meeting, a couple of my employees around seven, eight o'clock were watching it. Um, and I, as you can imagine, it stopped me dead in my tracks and yeah. very impactful stuff. Um, I didn't see the complete beginning or the complete end. So I'm uncomfortable to really, sure. you know, I don't have every detail, but I can sure tell you that, um, in the very small snippets, what took me aback was her composure. Like just, she was mm. commentating. She was social commentating yeah. while, while she was in the bubble of the situation. Um, oof, it was extremely difficult. The small part I saw, yeah. um, you, you know, I was struck with a couple of things. Number one, you, like you said, she's calm. So it, we, the interesting thing is that we change as humans when there's a camera around in some ways. So instead of experiencing it totally herself, she kind of stepped out of it. Almost like it felt like she felt like this was important and she had to document it. Yeah, it's, um, it's just, boy, it's, um, um, it's just a really tough time, dude. It's a, it's, you know, did you, did you, did you see, and I don't know if you even saw enough, but I was so conflicted because instead of like, I, and, and you talk about this with the media and with, with news specifically, but the way we take in news, the way it's fed to us in most, most ways and has been is here's the headline, here's the story. And it's almost dehumanized in a way, right? This is very kind of manufactured. This, I felt like watching this live stream, I saw it was like almost the first thing when I woke up. And it was just crazy to be in. Like, I felt like I'm in this experience. I felt tremendous empathy for her, for uh, her, her boyfriend, who's he's bleeding to death. He's dying right in front of you. And then there's a child, a four-year-old child in the backseat. Not only that, there's a narrative or there's a feeling of a lot of the times what we get in the news or in any media that like the cop, the, these, the, there's this like the cops are bad, you know, right. Um, and, but this guy, like I'm hearing him talk and he's losing it. He's like freaking out. You can hear the regret and the dread and the just grief in his voice that he's just shot this guy. So, man, I was I just thought that was so powerful that we were witnessing it. Yeah. 
unfiltered. Right, that, that unfiltered. it wasn't like he's high-fiving his buddies. He's scared crapless and doesn't know what's going on. Like, I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen it enough to commentate on it, but I did catch a little bit of that, which was, he's like, she was saying, sir, you shot him four times, and he was saying, I was, I couldn't really make it out, yeah. so I need to, obviously I'm going to hang up here and like watch it, making sure as people continue, if I get fast about it, be a little more educated on it. It's a very, very interesting time in, uh, in the world. And uh, technology is absolutely playing a part of it, um, and uh, and uh, and I think that um, I think that uh, it's going to be very fascinating to watch how things continue to evolve. You know, and it, it's kind of funny because I've been hearing, or and maybe maybe I'm reading this wrong, but from you lately, I kind of feel definitely feel a, a, a little more of a serious tone, and, and you know, the, the name of our show is on purpose, and we really talk about. You know, uh, intentionally living, just doing things in a different way and 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 how you how maybe how you can turn tragedy into triumph, how you can, you know, look for the good in things. I hear you talking a lot about like legacy and some of these these different themes lately that kind of kind of shift a bit. Are you feeling just I, like feel, a, I feel like um, in 2009, 10, 11, there were themes that I would talk about. And then I was branded as a motivational speaker. Yeah. And I, for myself, didn't want to be and thought of myself as an entrepreneur and and didn't want the stereotype of being an empty rah-rah guy because I feel like for my own self at that point in my life, there was I was proud of the business accomplishments and things of that nature. Yeah. I think over the last two years, and especially last year, I feel like there's a lot of negativity and things of that nature and I'm very positive and I'm very happy and I think being silent about it just because of my own <laughs> one person's point of view of me I don't want to be branded as a rah-rah motivational was being selfish and too shallow and and if I can make people happy and if I can make people optimistic and if I can move somebody to do something that I needed to I needed to leave my own baggage at the door mm -hmm. and see if I could provide more value. What do you think it was that like made you stray from that in the beginning? Um, you know, my own point of view of the enormous amount of people that are, are pumping propaganda and charging people money and have no basis behind that motivation. Right? Like there's just a lot of people that I think are hucksters that, you know, there's just a far percentage of life and business coaches that do it because it's monetarily interesting, but they don't have the skills or the history or the results to back up being a business coach. And I just did, I, I, I was getting too much attention for motivation. And at that moment in my life, I didn't want to be that. And to be very honest with you, I still don't. Mm. Um, I'm just probably a little bit more comfortable in my own skin because now I have a second business under my belt that I've built to a hundred million dollars in revenue and, and I'm proud of it. And, and, you know, I'm sure that's driving some of it as well, which is I needed to build another business to like feel good about myself. It was selfish. It was my own selfish needs. And then that has made me feel more comfortable to go back out and, deal with my own personal ramifications of people saying, well, he, what is he? He's just a good speaker. He's not good. You know what I mean? Hmm. I, I, uh, I see you as like a very grateful and I've heard you say this before. Very grateful person. Where does your, where does your gratitude, where does that sense of gratitude come from? 
You know, I think I'm grateful because uh, I'm self-aware. I understand I was born in a communist country. I understand that I have great DNA. I understand that my my parents are healthy and the people I love are healthy and are great. You know, I'm, I'm happy. I I'm grateful that I got skills that I'm charismatic Mm. and a good communicator. That's allowed me all this attention that, that I'm grateful that you like are genuinely grateful that I'm doing this right now because a, you know how busy I am and you think that's really cool because Mm. I could be doing a lot of other things that are (laughs) a, you know, quote unquote bigger or more financially rewarding or will reach more people. That's amazing. I'm, I'm so grateful for the admiration that I get from fellow human beings that I'm struggling to even comprehend it at times. It's I'm so happy and thankful. I can definitely see that, you know, in your background and your, and your family, do you think that that plays a role in, in, in your happiness? Is that, a hundred percent. I I think I'm happy because I don't need much. I'm wired in a way that I didn't come from much. Um, I don't need much. Um, and I, you know, yeah, I think it's hardwired. I think it's where I grew up. It's how I grew up. The, you know, it's, it's nature, nurture, amazing parents, amazing environment of diversity and different people and, you know, middle, lower middle class to middle class, you know, um, yeah, I just think I think it was a perfect storm. I really do. Yeah, and you know, it really seems like that's a very key part and component for your success. And the success of others is the gratitude. But another ingredient is hustle, right? Is the hard work. I want to talk about that because there's been some criticism. There's been some talk about what that word actually means. So we're going to strip all of the confusion away and get down to it. I really want to clear this up for a lot of people because I think it's tough sometimes watching quick clips on uh, YouTube or Facebook or what, what have you, when you look at the headline, right. Of what this hashtag really means. Let's go deeper. Let's dive all the way. And we'll do that with Gary Vaynerchuk next. By the way, you can get the full show notes for this episode at justinbarkley.com slash purpose zero two one. It's episode 21. While you're there, make sure you click and join the VIP all access newsletter. I'm literally sending you dozens of tricks, tips, inspiration, tools, techniques so that you can create your own freedom, freedom in your life, no matter what that looks like. That's living on purpose. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. Available August 2nd. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash liars. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. Hustle. For me, it goes all the way back to when I was a kid playing football. <laughs> right? And like we were wearing those ridiculous shoulder pads, the helmets, all the, the equipment. And I don't know, maybe I was like 10 years old. And I remember our coaches, no matter what it was football, baseball, whatever sport we were playing, yelling hustle. 
instilling that work ethic. Don't quit. Don't stop. But what does hustle really mean? What does it mean to Gary Vaynerchuk every time he uses it? When you hear that word, I have a feeling that it may mean something more than what you think it does. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've been saying it since I was 12 years old, right? Pete Rose was a big-time baseball player when I was a kid. Yep. yep. And so Charlie Hustle, it meant you tried hard. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when people are like, Gary, you're promoting a bad word, I'm like, you know, it, you know, it maybe in your neighborhood, um, <laughs> you know, hustle meant, you know, like stealing something or, you know, you were hustled. Um, but, in, but in my Little League baseball career, it meant that I tried harder, and when I – you know, did, you know, raked leaves and shoveled snow and, and sold lemonade. And that was the word. And so it's my word. And in my word and my definition, like it means that you outwork your competition and it feels like the most controllable thing, right? Like, I don't think I can sit here and have somebody listening to me and I say, go out and get more talent. Right. Like that doesn't feel real, but like go out there and stop playing candy crush and stop watching Snapchat videos for four hours and stop playing video games and stop being on the bowling team and stop watching seasons of house of cards and stop playing wiffle ball and stop drinking beers for four hours. If you want something, you know, now, by the way, if all those things that I just mentioned and you're very happy and you're happy with your income and your business and everything's great. Mazel tov, you won. I'm right. pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> like to me, I'm so pumped. Yeah. And and uh, and I, it's for the people that complain. Yeah. And and you know, I have people, there's people that complain and then tell me like I, literally because I look at people's Twitter lines when they push back on me. I always want context. They're yelling at me like don't promote hustle, and then they're complaining. And I'm like, listen, we just see the world differently, and that's okay. By the way, I I appreciate that, but. You know, don't try to impose your negativity on me. Yeah, when I hear you say hustle now, like I totally get, you know, it's you're you're saying I'm 100 percent there. Whatever it is that I'm doing, it's my goal to be 100 percent there all the time. That's right. And if that's work, great. And if that's a Jets game, great. And if that's time with my family, great. Like be all in. Yeah, because it's fun. Like, it's great to be all in like. You know, I wasn't all in on school. That's why I got D's and F's. It was the darkest period of my life, those yeah. 12 years. No question. Yeah. My childhood's amazing, but, you know, Jesus, you spend a lot of time in school, you know? And so those were not, that was not fun for me. I mean, I really genuinely disliked it. Like, I dreaded, dreaded Sunday night my whole life. And knowing that there's so many people listening right now that dread Sunday night every day for the rest of their lives because they hate their job. Um, that's, that's painful to me when it comes to being all in with family. And, and I mean, I've noticed you've probably seen it too. Like people are on their phone, not like engaged with people that they love, like when they're, when they're with them. So they're not, they're not there even if they are spending time with them. Well, everybody busts my chops on work-life balance. So like you work 15 hours a day. I spend time with my kids. One of my buddies said this, I'm like, I know you, I know that you, uh, I know that you come home to your and you go directly to your man cave and you're not spending time with anybody. So just because you're in your house doesn't mean you're spending time with your family. Yeah. You know, what about you, man? Like what I know every obviously it's going to be different for everybody. But just to kind of highlight this point, what are you doing in your personal life with with your family and when you know to make sure that you're you're there? Uh, That's the easiest uh, question and answer of all time. What I'm doing is. I'm being there, right? Like that, like, it's a really great question. It's a really fun answer. Like 
uh, I, not a lot of people have asked me. It was funny what just went through my mind. Like, what am I doing to be there? You know, it's just being there, right? It's being present. Like, like tactically, tactically, is it vacations? Is it barbecuing? Is it yeah. playing wiffle ball together? Is it visiting them in camp? Is it going out to dinner with my wife? Tactically, there's a million tactics, but it's about the religion of actually being there. Mm. You know? That's important. Yeah, I think, I think, and listen, by the way, let me take a step back. I think one of the biggest problems, I'm not, I actually don't even want to set up the sentence that way. I think one of the, my observations is this. We spend a whole lot of time judging other people, mm. just a lot, a lot more than I've realized maybe because I actually, for, you know, I do it too. I'm a human, but I don't like it. And I definitely don't. Uh, you know, I, I'm more like, like analyzing people because I like to get the insights to their behavior so that I can then build businesses around it. Cause like, mm -hmm. that's how my brain works. Mm -hmm. But like, it's not, I don't get a lot of joy out of judging someone. Like I actually don't care what your work life balance is. I just want to know if you're happy with it. Right. Like, like a lot of people misunderstand my message. I see it in my own comments of my own community. Like, no, I'm not judging you if you're only working nine to five. I'm only judging you if you're complaining. Don't be a hypocrite. The only thing that I'm against is hypocrisy. Like you can't complain and tell me that I'm lucky in my business mm. and that and then complain 24 seven and not recognize that you're working nine to five and even nine to five, you took an hour and a half lunch, you, 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 you spent an hour looking at goofy YouTube videos. Mm. Like, like, please understand that you get a lot of benefits from working nine to five. You have way more, there are people that will enjoy more leisure this month than I will enjoy my life. Yeah. You know, and so, so we all get pros and cons. My big thing is that I don't, you know, I'm not even judging my buddy that goes home and goes into his man cave. Maybe he, that's what he needs right now. I just don't want to, I just want people to understand that it's, we need more empathy. Like there's a lot of different things going on. Like, you know, you know, people are judging people getting divorced. Maybe they were unhappy. People are judging work-life balance. People are judging interrelationships. Like people are judging everything. We're just judging everything. And, and I, I think the thing that we need to make sure is, you know, hypocrisy. Hmm. Everybody now I'm all I'm reading in my Twitter timeline is these policemen's lives matter so much. See, everybody's lives matter. Of course, everybody's lives matter. But you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, because your uncle was a cop, now you care. But you weren't emotionally taken aback when, you know, when an African-American male's life was taken the day before. You've got to look at it both sides of the equation. You have to have empathy. I remember you hearing you tell a story specifically about being able to see a perspective and a point of view from a different side when you had an encounter when you were in, in, in college. Uh, you're talking about, so I went to a college that was 90% African-American Latino. My, by, by, by percentages, that meant majority of my friends were, were black. And we, you know, the first four times we drove and went to the mall, we got pulled over three times. And I'm like, okay, this is not what happens when I'm with my white buddies. Like this is black and white. That's ironically, directly black and white. And so, yeah, I mean, I've, I, listen, maybe I've been a little luckier with my weird path through my life journey, or maybe I'm just wired for empathy, which is why I understand consumer behavior, which is why I've predicted so many technology and business trends. I get that. And I'm not asking anybody to be like me, but it doesn't take away its truth. Like anybody that walks around this earth, especially in America, and doesn't think racism is real, is naive. Doesn't think sexism is real, is naive. Doesn't real, realize that there are people that hate, you know, people that are, are in, uh, 
gay marriages, it's not real. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Now on the same token, with everything I just said, I gotta tell you, I do believe the disproportionate, I don't know if it's 80, I don't know if it's 85, I don't know if it's 90, I don't know if it's 95, of people are great and amazing. I just think that the, the, the happy and nice people of the world are too quiet right now. Mm. That the negative people are so much louder that the small minority of angry and bad are just dramatically louder than the silent majority of happy and proud. And I want to get louder about optimism, happy and good. I do. We appreciate it. And, uh, and you know, I'm just grateful we get to give you a platform to do, to do some of that, man. And, and, uh, thank you for sharing with us. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, you got it, man. Have a great weekend. You too, brother. Talk talk to you. you Thanks, man. Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk as always. How much fun, man. Uh, by the way, you can check out Gary Vaynerchuk, obviously, at Gary Vaynerchuk, Vaynerchuk.com. We'll put the links in the show notes at JustinBarclay.com slash Purpose 021. But follow him. If you're online, Facebook, Twitter, uh, if you're not already following him, go check him out. Snapchat. Obviously, he loves that. And uh, it's fun to see the kind of stuff that he he uh, he puts out. I mean, it, yes, it's motivational. Yes, it's inspirational. Um, but it's definitely practical for whether you're building a business or you're trying to escape the everyday prison uh, of life <laughs> these days of normal. Right. Don't be average. Be great. That's what it's all about. By the way, great VIP newsletter at justinbarclay.com, or you can just pull out your phone right now and text my name, Justin, to 44222, and we'll ask you for your email address. When you get that, send it back over, and boom, you're in, or you can go to justinbarclay.com and put in your name and your email right there in the blog, and we'll set you up. Literally dozens of ways that you can create more freedom in your life. I send out tips, tricks, inspiration, tools, techniques, all of it, to help you live your life on purpose. And that's what it's all about. All right. Speaking of which, it's time to hook you up. If you are a member of the VIP All Access Newsletter, our little tribe, right, our little community, then you are automatically in the running. If you aren't yet, get on it now because I will pick someone off of that list and we'll send you an email to let you know how to grab this. But um, very simply, I just want to give somebody... Uh, this book, Ask Gary V. It's the book that I want to give away. He signed in back in April when I uh, got a chance to meet with him in New Jersey. We're in Newark, hanging out, having a good time with my good friend Diane Hockman. And um, I think it was our birthday, too. What a celebration. This book, uh, and by the way, big thanks to Diane for making that whole thing possible. Matter of fact, she made the interview possible. But this book is going to go truly, I think, to somebody who is a part of this amazing community. If you aren't already yet, you can just hop on, hop in and get a chance to grab the book. So that's what it's all about. It's about hooking you up, about taking care of you. And um, if I can uh, if I can do that, get this book in the hands of somebody who really wants it and uh, and deserves it, then that's that's what I want to do. So. Just make sure you're part of the uh, the email list and keep watching. I will tell you how to grab this book uh, soon. 
So that's it. I think we've gotten all the business out of the way. So until next time, I want to say cheers to you and your life on purpose. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network.